Welcome back, everyone, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the only place to get your Florida Keys prep sports news and history. You could find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please share and like this podcast. Um, thank you guys today for listening. Again, we have a very big episode today. We're going to talk to Marathon High School varsity baseball coach Joey Gonzalez. We're also going to talk to nationally recognized strikeout leader pitcher at Marathon High School Dylan Zeal. So last week there was a lot going on in prep sports here in Monroe County. Marathon baseball was postponed against uh, Westwood on the 10th. Keys, uh, Key West Boys Lacrosse lost to Ransom 14 to 1. Coral Shores Boys Lacrosse lost to Westminster 17 3. Coral Shores Baseball got rained out with Miami Beach on the 12th. Marathon Softball got postponed. A lot of these games got postponed and rained out because of all the rain and Dade and Broward last week. A couple that did play, Coral Shores Girls Lacrosse, uh, lost to Palmer 11-10. Track meet, Coral Shores with Somerset South Homestead. The boys won 86-32 and the girls won 53-24 in track up the keys. Girls Lacrosse Key West beat Palmer 21-5. They become district champs. Girls Lacrosse... Um, on 4-14, beat Ransom Everglades 19-11. Key West Baseball beats Eustis on the 14th, 12-0. Eustis coming down to Key West from the middle of the state. Um, softball at Key West beats Keysgate 10-4. Marathon Baseball loses to Miami Beach 6-1 on Friday the 14th. Marathon loses to Boca Christian 11-0 on the 15th, but comes back on the second game of the 15th to win a game at the bottom of the ninth inning 6-5 with Barry and Christian. Uh, Key West High School beats Eustace on Friday night, last Friday night, the 15th, 3-2. Now, checking in with the baseball teams, Key West High School is on a six-game winning streak as we record today. The last game they had that I see here is on the 14th where they beat Eustace 14 to nothing. Key West High School baseball had two wins against Palmetto last week or two. Also beat Berkeley Prep out of Tampa, came down 8-4. to four. John Carroll Catholic from Fort Pierce came down to Key West on the 31st and lost 5-4. to four. Berkeley Prep from Tampa. Key West beat them 3 to nothing on the 30th. And then that would take us back to all the way to March 22nd, the last time the Conks have lost. As of press time of this podcast, they're number one in the state in their classification. And Key West and coach and Ralph Enriquez is... Looking forward to bringing the, I think it's, it would be the 12th state title back to Key West High School. So good luck to them and the rest of their baseball season. Marathon High School is off to a 12 to 7, or I'm sorry, 12 and 7 start. Now, Coach Gonzalez, you're going to hear from here later in the podcast. He's putting all the proper pieces together to make a run for a conference and district championship this year. Currently, Marathon High School is 12 and 7. They are coming off of a win against Barry and Christian, and they are looking forward to playing in the next couple weeks in the conference tournament and the district tournament. Now, um, 
Coral Shores High School currently is sitting four and eleven. Um, they have had some injuries, I hear, that is impacting them, and they were primed to have a very good season this year. I'm sure they're going to turn it around just in time for the district championship. They are in the same district as Marathon, so that could be interesting. Um, Coral Shores is also they are looking to go far into the district this year. So all three baseball teams are making it happen uh, as we speak. Last week, we had weightlifting. Now, weightlifting went to the state tournament. There were there were four Coral Shores members went to team, and they, they went to the state championship to lift, and they earned fifth place in both Olympic and traditional categories. As far as the keys go, Coral Shores is the strongest, and they seem to do very well, particularly in the heavier categories. All five keys lifters represented the four largest weight classes. Senior Xavier Arrington would make a trip to the podium. Arrington won its inaugural snatch competition last year in 2022. He was favored to win the Olympic category this season, which he did. But it would be his final clean and jerk weight, which pushed him into the top spot in the state. Arrington went on to combine his clean and jerk weight with a massive 365-pound bench press to take third place in the traditional category, giving him three total state medals in his past two years lifting for Coral Shores. Arrington competed in the unlimited category in which some competitors outweighed him by quite a bit, one over 70 pounds. So um, Xavier Arrington is the two-time state champion in the 1A state championship. So big news for Arrington, who has been recruited to play at the Naval Academy and will be playing at the Naval Academy prep school this following August. Good luck to him. As far as some other guys, 238-pound division Julian Juvier was not going to be outdone by anyone. He is a senior for Coral Shores who joined the team for the first time this season, benched 375 pounds, which gave him a significant edge in the traditional category. His 235-pound snatch and 315-pound clean made it undeniable that he should be the champ in both categories. Juvier's lifts were so big, he would have meddled in both categories in the unlimited weight class. So congratulations to him. 219-pound class was represented by two Keys athletes, Marathon's Thomas Eubank, the lone Dolphin to qualify for the event, and the Coral Shores' A.J. Johnson. Eubank finished 15th in the traditional lifts, ending a highly decorated athletic career for the senior Dolphin. Johnson cracked the top 10, finishing 9th place in the Olympic category. Though he was three places from a medal, the junior will have another shot in 24. Now, the lightest the lightest class represented was 199 pounds. That's Coral Shores' Dante DiOrio. He finished seventh place, one shy of a medal. Just a sophomore, the Keys' youngest state qualifying male lifter will no doubt come home with a little bit heavier from a medal in the coming years. In the meantime, DiOrio will have about a week's rest before heading out to the football for spring practice. So... Key West currently does not have a boys weightlifting team. If they did, I'm sure they would be sending people to States too, but congratulations to Thomas from Marathon and the rest of the Coral Shores lifters for that. So um, let's see what else is going on. Not too much. So coming up, we have Coach Gonzalez from Marathon High School Baseball. He's going to talk about how the Dolphins are doing this year and in particularly – 
how Dylan Zeal's pitcher from Marathon is doing. He has been receiving national attention based on the number of strikeouts that he has this year. So he's having a very special season. I know Coach Gonzalez is going to talk a little bit about how he got in the position that he's in and what his Dolphin team is doing this year to try to win a conference and district championship. So Go ahead and sit back and enjoy. I have two interviews coming. The first one is Coach Gonzalez. The second one is Dylan Zeals. Thank you. All right, here we are. They're coming off of a great season last year. They're back again. They're doing wonderful. They're making national headlines. And for the first time on the podcast, we have Marathon High School head baseball coach, Coach Joey Gonzalez. How are you doing today, sir? Doing excellent, Coach McDonald. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, a lot a lot of things going on in the world of prep sports for everybody. And and you're in the middle of your season right now. And so far, I have to say it's been pretty successful. You're just coming right off of the break. What do you think about the way your team's playing this year, the first half of the season? You know, we're uh, we're very excited about where we are right now as a team collectively. Um we were coming off a pretty good season last year where we made a run into the conference uh, tournament, made it, made it all the way to the championship and fell just short there at the end. But um, the boys were, you know, we had one plan, one plan in mind this year when, when we all got together in the off season and that was to, to be able to, to make another run, make another deep run into the postseason and hopefully dive into the, to the district uh, tournament as well and make a splash there. So, you know, we're, Right now, coming off of a, a weekend a weekend series up at Boca, where we split on Saturday, and we're sitting at uh, at a nice twelve and seven record and a seven and two record in our conference play. So I'm pretty confident with where we're at right now. Our pitching has really given us a great shot this year, um, spearheaded by Dylan up at the top. And you know we're, uh, we're 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 struggling just a little bit offensively right now. We're we're hoping to find a stride here in the last few weeks. Uh, leading into the postseason, but we're overall, I'm very, very pleased collectively where we are. That's fantastic, man. And let's talk a little bit about you. You're a graduate of Marathon High School. You know, you played, you went through that system playing Little League at, at the time, I think was the new Marathon Park, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah like, we, right, uh, yeah, I, I, I came through all of the, all of the youth leagues, the pony leagues. We did our, our rec travel here through the community park as well. The all-star tournaments and uh, went through the middle school program, the varsity program under Coach Lewis Leo, and here I am back, back, uh, back teaching and coaching in, in my alma mater. So, what were some of the most shocking things? You know, you come, you see things sometimes as a player. You're coming up through the system. You see things as a player because this is sort of a coach's podcast too. So, right. you come here and you coach and you, you take over the team. What was the what, what surprised you the most when you first started? You know, one of, uh, one of the big things that kind of from comparing myself as, a, as an adolescent, as a youth, and now stepping into the coaching role, um, it, it was, it's, it's a little bit different in terms of the numbers. When I started, I'm, I think we're starting, we're starting to get to where, kind of where we were back when I played. Um, but I feel like in my youth and adolescent years, we had a really, really great core group of kids who – they all, all they did, all we thought about, you know, day day in and day out was being out at that park and and just playing every single day. And I'm not, I'm 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 28 years old, so I know I'm not 
I wouldn't say a veteran, you know, but mm-hmm. definitely the phones and the technology and the way that has advanced just in my my short time um, after after high school and after my my youth years has. I think that's been the biggest change and the biggest difficulty. And I think right now in our program, we're starting to we're starting to see kind of what what I was able to experience as a kid. And we have that core group of kids who really are hungry and really want to be out every single day and 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 just are truly passionate about the game. But there was I feel like there was a little a, a little layover and a little time there in between where where we kind of had to we ha- we had to have these kids buy back into to the sport and buy back into being out there and being on a field, not just, not just baseball, just athletics in general and enjoying the outdoors and getting the kids disconnected from, from always being so engaged and wrapped up in the technology. Um, I think, I think we're moving in the right direction right now. And, and I mean, that, that's definitely, that's definitely uh, one of the biggest challenges from, from when I first started coaching eight years ago. Yeah, and it's something because you're right in the middle of this change. I'm right in the middle of this change. You as a player, you know what it's like. And a lot of our listeners probably have a lot of fond memories of riding a school bus up to Miami with their teammates and nobody having a phone. So everybody having to talk to one another, you know, coach nowadays, when you ride in some of these buses or vans or whatever, the whole bus ride to Miami is silent. And you're thinking, goodness gracious, man, back in the day, everybody would have been yelling and screaming and doing this and that. And your coaches would be yelling at you to be quiet, you know? Oh, absolutely. I remember, (laughs) I remember some of our, our away trips vividly. Those are some of my, my most fun memories was, uh, the trip up to the to the mainland with the guys and i can vividly remember a time we were we were we thought we were john cena and wwe jumping over school bus seats tackling each other after big wins and coach leo having to to simmer us down a little bit and and let us know we had another big game tomorrow so that if someone blew out their shoulder doing a a (laughs) wwe match we would have some big problems but but it's definitely totally different like you said we we have these uh these bus trips now and and the, the kids are their technology and and i mean i i get it it's um we're evolving we're, we're moving we're moving to new times and it's just it's just different you know it's it's tough to get to get used to as a coach knowing the fun and the the energy that we had in during our trips and during our uh, during our bus rides there's no doubt about that but then it's like our job to adapt with the times and, and try to make it work and you do bring up a great point and what i'm starting to see at least at marathon high school is that there is sort of a mentality shift change about the importance of work in the off season there's also work during the season not including in practice and i'm starting to see a lot of your players are really buying into that system of let's work out you know all year long and let's practice a little bit all year long because in order to be a legitimate high school team or a legitimate high school player it comes down to the work that you put into the off season and you seem to be doing a great job of instilling that into your players absolutely absolutely and i I have to give a ton of credit to my to my coaching staff this year we brought on uh coach chris cook who is the the owner of over at key strength here in marathon and he's been really tremendous in our off-season development I got a core group of eight to ten guys who pretty much all all fall and all winter dedicated themselves to to the weight room and uh we told them we said listen if we want to compete at a higher level and compete with these these good teams that we have put on our non-conference schedule we've got to be ready and we've got to be willing to put in the work and the guys came together collectively and they they uh they were all for it and with the help of Coach Chris Cook over at Key Strength, we we got a really solid four day a week program for the kids, and 
we'd go there in the uh, middle of the day after school time and then we'd, we'd hit the field afterwards so we were we were doing good solid three to three and a half hours um pretty much monday through friday and i think that's been a big um a big turning point here in our in our program for sure so you really start to see it, you know, obviously the play on the field is going to improve and then you're going to see certain players are really going to do well under that kind of management and that kind of work. Let's talk about uh, junior Dylan Zeals for a little bit. He's actually getting national attention because he's one of the leaders in the country as far as strikeouts go per innings pitched. So tell me a little bit about him and how you guys got him to where he is today. So Dylan, he he's a, I mean he's a really really special athlete here at Marathon. Um, as far as I can remember, um, all the way coming up through through middle school and high school, I haven't I haven't really had the opportunity to be around a kid as dedicated and as focused as Dylan um, in terms of I mean really just everything. His academics, of course, he's a he's a really high academic student. He's a, close to a 3.7 GPA, so that for me. That, that for me in itself shows so much about about a young man like him um and then of course his 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 work and his growth and development um you know we have coach Kyle who's who's our pitching coach here uh, at marathon he's really taken him under his wing and, and 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 really taught him the ropes of of what it is to be an athlete at the next level and what it takes to prepare mentally and physically to become an athlete at the next level and and really his day in and day out routine is is unmatched for for a kid his age and the way he goes about preparing for every single outing and preparing his body to be able to withstand the high school season and and the postseason run is just is just remarkable and and like you said it's 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 showing and people are starting to recognize it we're we're starting to get national attention with Dylan um here at Marathon which many people in the past would have said marathon really in the middle keys there's they've never traditionally been that baseball powerhouse but it's really fun to to be able to start opening some eyes and 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 showing them that you can you can make this happen wherever it doesn't matter where you play if you put in the time and you put in the effort like Dylan has it it can happen it can happen to you anywhere and like you said he's he's right now 99 strikeouts through 44 innings pitching all of our high leverage games um, he's sitting first in the state with like a 15 strikeout lead. He's fifth in the nation right now, which is, I mean, remarkable. He's been toggling in the top 10. He's been as high up as, as third in the entire United States in terms of strikeout per inning. So it's, it's really exciting what we have going on for sure with Dylan. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And it has to be great for you as a coach to know when you, when he goes out there, every start, you're going to get a quality start. And when you have a pitcher like that, you could beat anyone in the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. When, when we turn to Dylan, we know as a coaching staff, we've got a shot against anybody we play. And um, really one, one, one instance this year that stands out to me is uh, about midway through the season. He was just just getting into his, uh, his midseason form. You know, we were starting to increase the work a little and a hot, hot, hot spring day was probably 90 degrees out there on the diamond a Saturday, a 12 o'clock start against 7A Miami Senior High School, which we haven't traditionally played often, but when we did in the past, they weren't pretty outcomes. I recall vividly inviting them down two years ago and them putting up 20 on us. We Mm -hmm. lost 20 to two in five innings, in three innings, and it was just a total embarrassment. And this year, 
I knew when I scheduled that team, I wasn't going to back down. I was, I, I was putting them on the schedule and I knew Dylan was the guy that go to for that game. And he came in focused, laser focused, and he gave us an entire complete game, seven inning, 12 strikeout performance. And a team that came down and beat us by 18 runs went back up to Miami and they lost four to one that game. So it was, that was really where I think Dylan started to open a lot of eyes and, and and he gained the confidence that he needed to be like, wow, I can really compete against these big name schools. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes, because sometimes it could be difficult for an athlete, you know, playing at marathon, sometimes to struggle with confidence on the big stage and then going up against the best thing that you can do as a coach is sometimes schedule some of these big schools. So you could really put Dylan out there and really let him test himself. And it was great to see him do so well in not just that start, but all the starts totally. And to be honest with you, you got a nice little one, two combination between uh, Dylan and Ryan. You know, uh, Ryan Yablon is seems to be pitching pretty well for you guys, too. So it's nice. Every time you go out there, you always have a chance to win. And, and you know, that's something that all coaches can't say. Absolutely. No, for sure. And with uh, knowing that we have that solid one, two punch and it's really been our one, two punch for the past couple of years. Um, it's just continued to get stronger and progressively better every every year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan there, Ryan there in the number two slot. He's. He's also one that you can you can you can lean on it. He's come in in some some very important conference games this year and, and kept us in it and given us a shot. And and this year more so than ever, we've had a reliable bullpen. Um, we have uh, two sophomores in Brian Brochet and Gavin Leal, who have both been really really good inning eaters this year. And just they're not so 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 much overpowering, but they do come in. They work the zone. They hit their spots. They let their defense work for them. And and that's all you can ask for if your top two guys can can deliver you five to six innings which it, which it seems they do every outing you got you got your uh, your closers coming in for one or two and, and that's really been the difference maker for us you know it's interesting because you talked about something that we've talked about before and i know key west suffers from this too even key west baseball you know rank first they struggle with the bat sometimes you guys struggle with the bat sometimes what is it about the last couple years even with the conks and with you guys where there seems to be the pitching seems to do really well but everybody's struggling at the plate i mean i'm sure you've put hours and hours of thought into it do do you have any kind of idea about why you know, I think I think more so than anything right now, and it's like you said, we've dedicated so much, countless, countless, countless amounts of time to to the offensive side of our game because we know that's really mm-hmm. like that's that's where we have to really get it going in order to be able to 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 make a run and compete. And it's 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 just been kind of hit and miss. You know, there's days that there's weeks that we'll come out and we'll we'll score 30 runs in three games, and then there's there's a week we'll come out and we'll only score three or four runs in the in the entire week and. And it's kind of it's kind of stressful as a head coach to figure out like where it is, where is it that I have to find this balance where I can at least find that in between you know it doesn't have to be ten runs a game but if we can score six seven runs and 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 not rely on a one hitter or a seven inning mm-hmm. gem from our from our uh, from our starter because really that's that's unrealistic we can't expect that every single game we've got to find that balance in between and and really I think it all comes down to our our mindset and our approaches at the plate. Um, a lot of my yeah. guys are, as you know, we're 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 very um, heavy in our tenth grade uh, group of guys, and experience for us this year on the offensive side is um, is a little bit less than what we would normally have in terms of at bats. We've got a lot of guys this year who are getting 50, 60, 70 at bats for the first time in their high school career. Um, 
So I think it all comes down to just getting that game experience under their belt, having a mindset and having an approach. And that's really what we've been we've been uh, emphasizing. We've had a lot of talks on the psychological side in terms of mm-hmm. uh, approaches at the plate and just knowing the situation, knowing knowing the count, knowing knowing what's going on in front of you. You got a guy on second, less than two outs. We're not trying to crush a ball over the left field fence. We're not a powerhouse team. We just got to have that approach and know, stick to our plan and just spin it the other way. Go get a shot in between the first and second base bag and and find a way to manufacture a run. And that's really been our biggest struggle this year is just having that consistent approach at the plate and, and knowing what we have to do when the, with the situation at hand. So going into the rest of the season, can you just for our listeners, can you break down how that's going to work? I know that you have your conference playoffs and then you have the district playoffs. What are what are our fans looking at to get out of you guys? So so we have a very, a very busy stretch going uh, before we start our conference tournament. Actually, this week here coming up, um, we have four games in one week, four games in five days because we have a can't we had a cancellation last week and up in Miami, we went up to one of our conference opponents in Westwood and got the first inning underway. And then of course the sky opened up and didn't stop for 72 hours. So that game got rained out completely. So being a conference game, it's a game that we have to get in and we have to reschedule. So that game got, got scheduled for this, this coming Friday. So we'll have Tuesday double on Wednesday and uh, a away trip on Friday. That'll wrap up our 23 game regular season schedule. And then we start the following week, which I believe is the week of the 24th of April, which is Monday, the 24th. Mm-hmm. We'll start our conference tournament. It's a six team conference in South. It's called the South Florida Baseball Conference. It's a conference that was created about 15 years ago, a non recruiting conference of uh, a lot, mainly private schools up in Miami. And then us, of course. Uh, we have Palmer, Ransom, Miami Country Day, Westwood Christian, uh, Everglades, and, and ourselves. And right now we are sitting at the number two spot. We're seven and two. Uh, Palmer Trinity is eight and one. Their lone loss coming to us a couple weeks ago. So they still have a game left. But as it stands right now, we'll be going into that conference tournament as a number two seed. And the way it works is the one and two get a bye. So we kind of sit back and, and relax the first couple of days of that week to see how the, the three, two, three through six games pan out. And then we'll have our semifinal game against the winner of the 3-4. And the number one will have their semifinal game against the winner of 5-6. And, of course, the winner of those two games will advance to the championship, which would be that the Friday of that week um, at 7 o'clock at the host school, which is Miami Country Day. So that's really something that we look forward to every year. Um, getting those two those two big games in at the conference level, and this year we're we're on the hunt for our first conference uh, title. We haven't had one in fi- in our 15 years that we've been in the conference, so we think this is our our most legitimate shot this year to be able to pull that off and and bring that title home for the first time. And then of course we have our tournament, which we're really excited for this year. Um, and we ha- we're in a five team district this year, District Three A, 16 including ourselves, Coral Shores, both Somersets, and uh, Keysgate. Right now, Keysgate sits as it stands. Keysgate sits as the number one team, and we are currently number two, closely followed by Coral Shores, and then you have both Somersets, four and five. And the way our um, our seating is going to work and our our, um, our home field is going to work this year in our in our district is the, the highest seed is going to be the host school with the number one team getting a bye. So if we're a number two seed, hopefully we can hang on to that through the remainder of the season. 
we'll be able to play a first round district game here at our home turf in Dolphin Country, which I can't I can't recall the last time we had a home district baseball game. So that would be really, really, really fun. Be able to pack our house, play a nighttime game under the lights, maybe get a rematch with us in Coral Shores and and have our have our ace on the mound for that game. So we're really excited for what these next few weeks have in store for us. So a lot of excitement with Coach Gonzalez and the Marathon Dolphin Boys. Not only are they getting recognized nationally, but they're also having a fantastic season locally. If you guys have not been out to any of the home games, you're missing out on a lot. Definitely check out the Marathon Baseball Facebook page to get updates. You could watch the actual away games are being filmed, but you're going to find out when the home games are and you definitely want to go out. Coach Gonzalez, thank you so much for coming on today. We're going to talk to Dylan Zeals next and uh, good luck on the rest of the season. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure um, getting to getting to speak with you, Coach McDonald, and uh, I appreciate you having us on and hope you have a great afternoon. Thank you so much, man. Everybody, that was Coach Gonzalez from Marathon High School Baseball. Coming up next, we're going to have the ace pitcher that he was talking about. Coming up right now is Marathon High School pitcher and nationally recognized for strikeout leaders, Dylan Zeals. All right, here he is. We were just talking to Coach Gonzalez on the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap podcast with Coach McDonald about this very pitcher. It is Dylan Zeals. Dylan, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? We're doing great on the podcast. We just uh, were talking, like I said, we were talking to Coach about the team, and he kept on talking about you. We also talked about on the podcast the fact that you're one of the leaders. First of all, let me congratulate you as being one of the leaders in the nation as far as strikeouts go. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself. I know that you're from Marathon. When did you start actually playing baseball? I've been playing baseball since T-ball league. I've always just been something involved with the bat and the ball. I've always loved baseball. I played little league and all the little leagues in marathon from T-ball to all the major leagues and stuff. And then I, I would try, uh, that's when I started to go down and playing Key West and play their rec league and play a travel ball team down there called the Barracudas. And that's when I really started to get past the beginning stages of baseball and really get introduced to real baseball and the mechanics. And the that's that's really where I fell in love with the game of baseball. Okay. And so from there, that's when, after that, I went into the uh, Marathon Middle School baseball team and now into the varsity. So were you always a pitcher? What were the different positions that you played growing up through uh, Little League and stuff? So I always I always had a little bit better of an arm. So I used to play outfield and third base, but I've always loved to pitch. And when I was younger, I played outfield and pitcher, third base and pitcher. But I always knew I, I wanted to become a pitcher. So becoming a pitcher, it's like obviously you're talking about you always had a little bit of a stronger arm. How did you, who taught you how to pitch? How did you learn the correct form to pitch and how to throw different pitches? My my form and everything related to pitching has come from Coach Kyle Pierce. I mean, he, he has done everything he can with me and that is all all my mechanics, all my everything has come from him. So what is it? Leading into like you're you are um, you're a junior this year, 
right? Yes, sir. So last year, you know, you played as a sophomore. You've been pitching at the varsity level for the last couple of years. What did you do like in the offseason differently to prepare for this season? Because you've been so much more effective this year than in the past. I This offseason, I just worked on a lot of long toss and weight room to, to get my arm strength better. But we also did a lot of off-speed and mechanical changes and tweaks to fine-tune my secondary pitches. All right. So obviously everybody, for most for the most part, most pitchers, their first pitch is the fastball. So what do you really feel confident in throwing right now as far as your secondary pitches are concerned? Well, I can command my curveball and changeup, but I'm definitely more confident with my curveball. All right. So if, if you can't throw a fastball, you prefer to throw the curveball when you need it. Yes. All right. Um, what are you What are you hoping to do in this off season? Like, do you want to play baseball at the next level? You know, what are your plans for that? It's. I know that you will have a lot of different options moving into the future, but what are you looking at right now as far as the next year? Maybe think baseball wise. Well, the after this season, we're gonna we're not gonna worry about working on mechanics and secondary pitches and fine-tuning little stuff like that we're just gonna go now that i have that all figured out we're just gonna go 110 percent all for velo and try to get my numbers up Mm -hmm. so how do you i I don't know that much about baseball i'm gonna be honest when you talk about velo you're talking about your velocity and you're talking about the number one indicator for pitches is going to be the speed of the fastball so going into the offseason what do you do to get your velocity higher uh, that that's going to be a lot of long toss, arm care, a lot of legs in the weight room, upper body, just trying to be as explosive but as flexible as possible. So do you plan on playing in any teams on any teams this summer or going to any camps? What do you plan on doing in the off season as far as that is concerned? I'm going to try to do a few tournaments. I don't want to do too many. Last summer I filled my entire summer schedule up and that that absorbed a lot of my training time. So this summer, we're just going to try to do just a few tournaments and just stick to working out down here and trying to become a better ball player. Right. At the end of the day, you know, the more time that you spend doing long toss, working in the weight room, doing all of those things that aren't really glorious or or people uh, look at and go, wow, that looks great. But the more, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war. So the more you put into work wise this summer, the better the output is going to be. And I'm sure your coaches know that. And I can see there has to be some balance, too, because you don't want to spend your whole summer out and about in a, in a dugout when you could be working out. You could be long tossing. But that's also a time for everyone to enjoy the boat and have a little bit of time off. So it's very nice even at this time to have some kind of balance and, and what do you do as far Dylan, as far as non-baseball things, what do you do for fun? I just love hanging out with my friends and being around them. If so, if that means going out on the boat, going fishing, going diving, or that could just be playing poker at my house or going out to dinner with them. I just, I really like to be with my friends. So what has like been the impact for you, 
uh, with Coach Gonzalez. I mean, he came in and took over the pro- program when you were pretty young. He's, I think he's the only varsity coach you've ever known. Like, what impact has he had on you as far as a baseball player? Everything. He, he's really shown me and done everything he could to help. And he's shown me how this is possible to try to play and compete at the next level. So obviously that's like the dream of everyone. You want to go and you want to compete at the next level. And, you know, the key to it is putting in all the work that you can and trying to reach your, your personal athletic potential. And it sounds like you're on the road for that. But now talking about not the future, let's talk about the present. What are your goals for the rest of this season? Uh, my goals for the rest of the season would be to continue competing on the mound and performing as well as I can and hopefully leading my team to a conference or district run. A lot of excitement. How about both? That I mean, that's <laughs> the goal. That would be yeah. amazing. Like, obviously, it's a it's a unique situation with your team because you have a conference, you're going to have a conference tournament and, you know, you you can win that tournament or if you lose that tournament, that's not going to um, get rid of the fact that you still have a district championship that you're playing for. So you guys are really playing for two different things. And that's a great opportunity for you guys. You guys could win the conference and then you move into the district championship. So there's going to be a lot of high pressure, high stakes games. And, and how do you feel about playing in those types of games? I I love it. That's, that's really what I love about pitching is just being against the best of the best and competing and fighting it out. So tell me a little bit about uh, Coach Kyle Pierce. He was a, a pitcher at Marathon, a pitcher at Key West High School. He went on to pitch at the collegiate level. Um, what is it like working with him, and what does he bring to the table for you? I mean, it's he's been great. That's who he's really fine-tuned my, my pitching. He's the one who's taught me my curveball and a change-up and – how to strengthen my arm and how to do it safely and and all of the uh, all of the stuff that goes along with that. Now, on on a different note, what's it like? Like, what was it like for you? When did you realize, hey, my numbers are just as good as anybody in the country? I mean, it had to take a couple of weeks. Someone must have pointed it out. What was that experience like for you, getting recognized nationally? Yeah, that was definitely a, a little bit of a shock because I don't I don't ever look at stats. I don't look at numbers. I try to just stay focused on the game and compete. And I think it was probably Coach Joey that mentioned to mentioned it to me at first, showing me an article or something. And I was just I was I was kind of shocked. Well, did people reach out to you? I mean, what, what kind of feedback are you getting from people about this fact? Yeah, we're we're seeing um we're seeing articles probably every week from Max Preps and other national um newsletters and stuff about myself and my uh ability to stay in the top 10 of the national strikeout leaderboard. I mean, did you ever I can't imagine you would ever think, you know, here I am, I'm at Marathon High School and one day I'm going to be recognized nationally. So congratulations on that. And um, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, the rest of the season and any final thoughts that you have on anything today, Dylan? 
um, the rest of the season, I'm I'm really excited to uh, to see the Dolphins compete. I I think this is really going to be where we're going to go on a huge winning streak, and I just I can't wait to see where we end up. You know, it's great. You you've been through so many things with the team. You know, like um, like Bobby Bowden says. You know, first you're you're gonna when you when you're starting over, you're gonna lose by a lot, and then mm-hmm. then you're gonna lose by not so much. And then you're going to win by a little and then you're going to win by a lot if things are going right, you know. So Mm -hmm. you guys are starting to see that whole thing come to fruition. And part of that, you know, is is sort of playing a lot of different teams and you're playing a lot of different competition. You have your conference, you have your district and hopefully you guys finish strong and you finish strong and you have a great off season and we'll be talking to you again in the future about your future plans. But thank you so much for coming on today, man. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for having me. This has been a pleasure. No problem. Have a great day, and good luck the rest of the season, Dylan. Yes, sir. Thank you. Not too long ago, I received word from Coach Wise that um, Speedy Neal has passed, and just, I know it's the end of the podcast, and we've talked about Speedy Neal, and for me, uh, someone, I'm 50, um, I graduated high school in 1991, Speedy Neal graduated from Key West High School in 1980, I'm from Miami, but even even in Miami when I was a kid, we heard about Speedy Neal before he got to the University of Miami, even when he was at Key West High School, back in the pre-internet days, the the stories of Speedy Neal made its way up to me as as a as an eight-year-old kid, as a 10-year-old kid, and then he got to University of Miami and he was recruited by Coach Howard Schnellenberger and, and he was part of that first national championship team in 1983 and he was a starting fullback and they would always say from Key West High School, you know, and, and for me in those days, Key West High School seemed like a thousand miles away from where I was living in Miami and it seemed like such a faraway place and I, w- I always wondered about what was it like for Speedy Neal back in Key West? And then when I got here, everybody told me the stories about Speedy Neal and no one ever had a bad word to say. So uh, from the con- from the podcast, from the Keys Weekly, you know, my condolences to everyone in the family, everyone in Key West. I know Key West is hurting from this and the family is hurting and, and just, you know, rest in peace, Speedy Neal. And, and, and thank you guys for listening to the podcast today and I'll see you guys next time.